0: You have your Bibles you can turn to Matthew 27 John and hold that spot twenty-seven forty-four, John chapter 19 verse 30 with the, the even the more unique thing about this Philip about the guy that, and the watch and the three churches coming together it's none of these churches. We're not. We're not the same denomination. <laughs> Pastor Leon is a missionary Baptist, <laughs> and then Pastor R.J. and M's—they're non-denominational. So it's three totally different realms coming together to seek God for one purpose for His kingdom to be done His will to be done and His will, we know it in the last day I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh that's the will of the Father so when the body comes together no matter, not under the umbrella of anything else but under the umbrella of kingdom of God Then his will can be done and encounter him. And that's what this revival is, new year, new encounter. So I'm going to tell you this morning how you can encounter God in your life. Matthew twenty-seven and forty-four says, "This the thieves also, which were crucified with him, cast the same in his teeth." Now, from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, "Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani?" That is to say, "My God, my God, why hast thou?" forsaken me you have ever been there before even Jesus the son of God God where are you why have you forsaken me some of them that stood there when they heard that said this man called for Elias and straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink the rest said let be let us see whether whether Elias will come to save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost, and behold the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. And graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. You know, scientists can go back to that time as they've studied the earth and prove that an earthquake happened then. Science, it proves God is real. Even when people try to disprove it. The graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection. And went to the holy city, and it appeared unto many. Now when the censorian, that they that, that they that were with him, watching Jesus, saw the earthquake and the things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. Now Luke, or John chapter 19, verse 30. It's the same account, but it says what Jesus lifted up his voice and cried when he gave up the ghost. And when Jesus therefore received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Lord, this morning I pray, God that you encounter people if they will open their hearts and lives to you. Lord, they will you will speak to them. God, in this time will be a time that we set our hearts and lives upon you and you restore Revive, renew, refresh, and we counter you like never before. Your anointing be up on this word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. An encounter with God. See everybody at the cross there that day that watched all this unfold. What they were, is, were doing was experiencing the things that were happening. So if I can establish something this morning is there's a difference between an experience and an encounter. Everybody at the cross experienced what happened. What is an experience? Well, this morning some of you had an experience an experience is all the things happen around you that you are taking in and you can say i experienced that I, and that sadly has where we have came to in the church we come to church and we want to and we experience god and that's really what we say i want to experience god and all an experience is, is the things that are happening around you that you take in through your eyes and emotions. And then you can say you experienced something. That's, that's the way. If you go to a concert, you go there and you say, we had a great experience. Because everything is around you is what you experienced. So an encounter, though, is a meeting. Most of the time, it is a meeting that was not planned, that you become face-to-face with a person. So just say you went to a concert, and you experienced everything. That person, you went, but another person got to go backstage and meet the, the, the artist or singer face-to-face and talk with them. Well, guess what? As you have an, an experience with the concert, that person had an encounter. So we have been experiencing church and Christianity, but we have failed now to encounter him. That's the reason our, our country's in this shape. That's the reason families are in shape. That's the reason that divorce is just as high in the church as it is in the world because our families and our kids and our family unit experience church, but they do not encounter her when they get here. And an experience will eventually fade away. But an encounter will change your life. It's something that you never forget. It's something that every day in the back of your mind you knew the encounter and when it happened and what day it happened. And what was spoken into your life and everything that happened. But eventually the experience will kind of fade away and lose the effectiveness. So we are here today, in this appointed time, in this season, in this this generation that we are living in, I believe to encounter God like never before. Because, why? Because He is coming back. And the thing about it is, He's not coming back for people that have experienced Him. He's coming back for people that has encountered Him, that know Him, that has spoken with Him face to face. And He has been Lord and Savior in their life. That's what He's coming back for. So if you're just experiencing church and you're just experiencing God, but you have not encountered Him, He's coming back for those that have had an encounter with Him. Well, how do we do that, Pastor? Because an encounter is greater than an experience. Oh, experiences are good, but encounters are greater. So what must we do to have an encounter, real encounter with God? Because like the story of Jesus dying on the cross, when he spoke these words, it is finished, he gave us the authority. He gave us the, the permission to encounter Him. To come into His presence. In Genesis, we go back in the beginning and Adam and Eve, guess what? They were encountering God in the beginning when He created them and He had fellowship and relation and they talked face to face and they communed. What messed up the encounter was an experience of the world. One experience separated the encounter with God. And a lot of people sell their encounter, Lord help me. For one experience of a good time and severed. That relationship, because we see God come down still looking for the encounter. (laughs) But because they had loud sin in, they couldn't do anything but experience his voice. (laughs) Some of y'all getting it. And until that relationship is restored through his son Jesus... Now, we, his children, have the right to not only experience, which is good, but we have the right to encounter and get back into his presence like he set it up to be in the beginning. But there's still sin, there's still flesh, there's still all those things that can separate us and put us back in to just an experience type of mindset. this water who won't get mad at me I promise I promise not I'm not going to dump it on your head John will you help me <laughs> I can give this and let John look at this water and look at this bottle and put it in his hands to hold it and, and stare at it and look at it Hold this. And I can even take a little one. And, and he can experience the feel of water and what it feels like and everything like that. But that's all it was. He could tell you everything that he experienced with this water. It's, it's clear. It's in a bottle. I feel it. It, it, it. When it hits my skin, it makes me, it, it, it puts moisture on my skin. He can tell you all the experiences he had with water. But until John takes this water, it's new, and drinks it, now he's had an encounter with water. Hmm. He can tell you what it done on the inside. He can tell you that it restored his soul. He can tell you that he was once thirsty, but now he thirsts no more. Oh, y'all, y'all, don't, y'all don't understand what I'm saying this morning. The way you have an encounter is you let God on the inside of you. And then you have the encounter that you can tell who God is, what God does, how he speaks, how he feels, how he loves, how he restores, how he heals, how he proclaims, how he sets the captives free, how you were sitting in a dark prison cell, and how he opened it up. Why? Because you know he is on the inside of you. You have encountered who he is. Oh, my, my, my. Yeah, the experience was good. He got to experience everything. If it would have been a hot day, it would have been cooling. But it would not have restored him. Lord, help us. So, to encounter God, you have to let him on the inside. Of you, Every person at the cross had an experience They seen everything that was happening They heard the agony and the, the cry of, of the thieves and, and Jesus They seen the shortnesses of breath that they were taking They seen the death that come up on their body They seen all these things and experienced all these things But at that point, none of them had encountered who he was. I love using Peter, James, and John. Because, like, y'all know me, Peter represents the church. John represents love. And James represents, there was the sons of thunder. Thunder, a sound. Peter, James, and John was his three closest Disciples. And as he called them and as they walked with Jesus, they experienced Jesus. They experienced the miracles. They experienced his teaching. They experienced Lazarus coming from, forth from the grave. They experienced the stormy seas, being being uh, peace being spoken and going down. They experienced all these things. And the closest one to ever having an encounter was Peter before the cross. Because it was Peter, when Jesus asked who does everybody say that I am that has the revelation From the Father, that thou art the Son of the Most High, the living God. Thou art Christ. And Peter looks at him and says, you are exactly right, sir. But the only reason, how do you know this? Is because my Father has given you the revelation of who I am. Peter was on the verge of an encounter with God, with Jesus, his son, and receiving who he really is. But the moment the encounter, the revelation came and the encounter started to happen, what happened? Satan popped up. <laughs> Jesus said, listen, I'm going to have to go to the cross. I'm they're going to going to kill me. You're going to be hated for my name. You, I'm going to have to endure all these things. Right after Peter had the revelation, was on the verge of an encounter with God, Satan pops up and Peter's selfishness steps in and says, no, you ain't, Lord. It's not going to happen as long as I'm here. Jesus even told him, you are an offense to me. (laughs) Get thee behind me, Satan. So what am I telling you? I'm telling you, the revelation is going to come. And what you do with the revelation depends on the encounter that you're about to have. But I can promise you, the moment the Father starts speaking to you, the enemy is going to show up to stop the encounter, just like in the garden, when the the, the, the revelation in the relationship with Father and God, with Adam and Eve, was going good. And the enemy says, I've got to stop this encounter that they're having, and I've got to put something in between them, Something that makes that look selfish that they want to do how they want to do it. And it was the same thing as Peter. This ain't gonna happen because this ain't the way I want it to happen. Stopped the encounter. So Peter was the only one that was come the closest to really encountering. And then we go to the cross. Jesus even looks, we know Jesus even looks at Peter before that and said, Peter, church, the Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. But I pray your faith, it, it holds true, it stays strong. And then we go to where they're in the Garden of Gethsemane. And they're there, Peter, James, and John. Jesus is over there talking to the Father, having an encounter. You want me to tell you what? how you get... How you also get to the encounter Jesus what did he pray not my will but father your will when God's will becomes greater than your will and that's your prayer then you've stepped out of an experience and you've stepped into an encounter with Him. And He will reveal and give you the strength to go to the cross, the strength to sit there and let your friends spit in your face, the strength that when they leave you and forsake you, you're still standing, the strength to endure everything. Because why? Because it's His will. You've encountered the Father and you've seen Him and He has spoken to you in your life and you know what you have to do. So they come, they get Jesus. They take him to the cross. Peter, the Lord told him, you'll deny me three times. We know that. And it happened. Denied, denied, denied. Peter wept and left. So all the disciples left. The church left. The sound left. But There was one. There was one that... Jesus seen from the cross John love (laughs) love still wanted to encounter God love still wanted to encounter his son When the church had left, when the sound had left, when the thunder had left, when the praise had left, love was still looking at the Messiah on the cross saying, I still want to encounter you. I'm not going to leave you. And Jesus looked down and said, take care of my mother. Take care of these people. Love takes care to get the encounter of the people. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me this morning. Wonder why the church hasn't had an encounter with God and just experienced because love is absent from the body. And once again, that's the reason he's saying the greatest commandment that I could ever give you is to love me with all your heart and mind and soul and then to love your neighbor, not even the church. Your neighbor. Who is your neighbor? He said even those that talk about you. Even those that despitefully use you, even those that come against you, you love them, you pray for them. That's how you know you when you encounter God. is when you pray for everybody that's backbiting, that's talking about you, that's coming against you, and you're still praying for them. Lord, bless them. I won't leave the foot of the cross because, Jesus, I will stand in your love and your resurrection power so I can encounter you. So love was stayed. Love, says Jesus, you're all that I need. And when the love of the Father gets back in your heart, everything else ceases, and it's only your love for Him, you'll encounter Him again. Jesus dies. They take Him, put Him in the grave. And we know some of the stories, but it was Peter and John that ran when they heard about it to 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 the grave, to the tomb after Mary went and told them, listen, he ain't there no more. Peter and John, love and the church come together to go encounter Jesus. If the church is going to encounter him again, love and the church has to come back together because sound, John is not in the picture, I mean James is not in the picture because without love being our sound, we are tinkling cymbals and sounding brasses. Our prayers are hitting the, the floor of heaven. Nothing's getting through because it's not out of love. It's out of selfishness. God, what can you do for me? God, how can you do it for me? God, I don't like them. Take care of them. This, come on, somebody. So when love and the church comes together one more time and start seeking Jesus, guess what? They'll find an encounter with him. But we've got to come together first. So they get there. Is this Okay. They get there, bend down, look in the tomb. Nobody's there. God, where is our encounter? We're trying to come back together. We're trying to do things right. Where is our encounter? You're not here. So they go, and Jesus visits them. In Matthew chapter 28 and 18, I like what he says. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He visits them. He tells them, Go wait for me. Wait. His initial thing was, Wait, and I'm going to empower you with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to give you something, a comforter that would guide you into all truths and give you boldness to speak my name. So he tells them that. And then Luke 21, I think, somewhere 17 maybe. But you know, I've preached on it several times. Now we find the church and love and the sound back in the boat. And then we find them, Peter, the church jumping out of the boat, going to get Jesus on the shore. And then love and, and sound James and John coming, and God restoring everything. He already had the fire, already had the fish, already had everything that they needed. And in John chapter 20. A little ahead of myself. John chapter 20, verse 17. Mary. Jesus is talking to Mary. He said to her, touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father. I go into ascend to my God and your God. As my father has sent me, even I send you now. He said this and breathed, in verse 22, on them and said to them, receive ye the Holy Ghost. What happened at that point was they had an experience. They hadn't had the encounter with the Holy Ghost yet. But Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Ghost. They experienced the Holy Ghost. They didn't have the encounter, but until that time where they come together, love and the sound and the church come together, and they're sitting there, and they're tearing in a room. Now, they've come together in one mind and one sound, one unity, tearing. You want to know how we encounter God? We come together with our church, with our love for our brothers and sisters and everybody, and we unite with one sound, and we start praising, and we tarry as long as it takes. Because if they give up with their tarrying and praying and worshiping, they don't have the encounter. They've had the experience. Jesus breathed on them. Said, receive the Holy Ghost. But they haven't had the encounter yet. How do we get to the encounter? We lock ourselves up in a closet of prayer. And we seek the face of God. No matter what, how many hours pass. We sit there until we come together again. When you can sit in the church and love everybody. You want an encounter here? This one over here. Can't have a problem with this one over here. I got one better for you for that. This one in the church can't have a problem with the one outside in the world. You can't have that problem neither. You've got to have love. So we've got to have a mindset. God, renew us, God, in our mind. God, let the mind that was in Jesus be also in me. I pray that every day. It's biblical. It's scripture, God. Let the mind of Jesus be in me, Lord Father, that I think like him, that I I talk like him, that I love like him, that I have relationships like him with people. That's my prayer, and that's got to become the prayer of the church again. Lord, let me love like Jesus. Let me do everything in unity, God, and restore God. God, and let us have an encounter with you one more time in our lives. So as they're praying and as they're tarrying and as they're worshiping in love, God, in the church and the sound has come together. Then the encounter happens. Then the encounter happens. And they experience, the. they experience, they They don't experience, but they experience the sound, the the rushing wind, all all that would have been an experience. It would have been if it had not been for the tongues of fire that come and moved inside of them. How did they do that? They give their life to Jesus. That's simple as it is. The only thing he requires of us is to believe. Believe. If you believe me, you'll keep my commandments. If you believe me in my words, you'll do what I say do. And it's not that hard. Oh, Lord. Philip, you get up here and help me to be quiet. I've got so much on this that the Lord had downloaded into me. Lord we worship you God I'm praying this opens your eyes To what an encounter and experience the difference is And what it requires To receive an encounter for God It requires you to love like God It requires you to separate anything Out of your life That's not of God An account To encounter God Nothing can come in between You and him I'm going to give you a perfect example. Before Jesus, in the Old Testament, we see a man named Moses on the backside of a desert. And God spoke to him until a bush was on fire. He experienced a bush. Might even felt the heat of the bush. But until he took his shoes off. It was just an experience. God said, "Moses, take your shoes off. You're about to encounter me." The reason we like experiences, it requires nothing of us but come set on a pew. It's true. Lord help us. Can I say it one more time just to help my spirit out? The reason we like experiences, because it requires nothing of us, we can sit on a pew and feel the goosebumps. And watch the praise and, and worship and do everything, but we are not letting anything down. We are not removing anything out of our lives to have the true encounter with God. When He said, listen, take your shoes off. Lay those things every weight of this world that so easily insets you or pulls you back. Lay it at my feet. Lay it at me so you can encounter me. My yoke is easy. I'll be there for you. I'll be there. I'll restore you. I'll do what I know I can do, but you've got to you've got to love love the experience because it requires nothing you just pay the mission price come in Lord I had a good experience but you have not encountered the real God Lord I pray right now Father God I know you're here Lord I know you're here Lord, but help this not be just another experience in our lives. God, help us to be real. As you're saying, take it off. God, we take it off and we lay it down. Lord, to have an encounter with you this morning. Lord God, we, we take off pride. God, we take off selfishness. God, we take off bitterness. We take off anger. God, we take off unforgiveness. God, we take off resentment. God, we take off self-condemnation. God, that we don't think we're good enough, God, to do that. God, God, but you said, Jesus, God, you are a chosen generation. You're a chosen vessel. I've sought you from the time that you were in your mother's womb, and I had plans for you and a destiny for you. So don't t- think of yourself like that anymore. You just have to take off that self self-condemnation, that stuff and lay it at my feet and encounter me this morning. If you would stand with me. Yes, like I said the encounter happens on the inside the experiences happen everywhere else the encounter goes when you separate yourself from everything from this world and let God move in your life well let's look as I'm closing let's look at David right quick and I can only imagine brother Tim that as it ran David doing like this licking his lips and then, like I said, it's on the inside. The encounter happens on the inside. And then in, in, in Psalms chapter 34, where David is pretending to be a madman, hiding, he comes to his senses and said, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth because I've had an encounter with him and I know who's on the inside of me. So if I can speak, which I've had an encounter with it will change the atmosphere that I'm in. So he said I will continually be praised in my mouth. My soul shall make it boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from, the, from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed. The poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles the angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them and then he says oh taste (laughs) oh taste and see that the Lord is good blessed is the man who trusts in him you know why? He knew what the Lord tasted like because he had an encounter with him. So he knew on the inside of him, he had an encounter and knew just just what the Lord's mercy was. Just what the Lord's strong in battle was. Just what the Lord, he tasted like, how he moved. And if I praise him and let what he's done inside of me out, Lord, I know how good you are. I have tasted and seen because I've had an encounter with you. If John never drinks the water he don't can't tell you what water tastes like. You can only tell somebody what Jesus is like when you have the encounter. So many times we come to the altar we have the experience but we don't have the encounter. The encounter will change your life. Every encounter that I read about changes a person's life. Lord, I worship you. One more thing that I've got to read that the Lord showed me this morning. Luke chapter 17. I know I got y'all standing. Luke chapter 17 and verse 12. They was Jesus had entered into Samaria and they was ten leopards. They cried out God let us have an experience we've heard what you can do let us encounter let us have an experience Jesus stops and he said I saw them and he told him go show yourselves unto the priests and it came to pass that they went that as they went they were cleansed and one of them when they saw that he was healed turned back And with a loud voice, glorified God, fell down at his feet and started giving him thanks. And Jesus answered and said, well, there are not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? They are not found that returned to give God glory to God except this stranger. And he looks at the one and says unto them, arise. It says unto him, arise, go thy way. Thy faith, thy faith hath made thee whole. Okay. Were they ten? Did ten get a cleansing? Ten had an experience. Oh, when you come to God, when you come and have an experience in the house, you walk away saying, I feel refreshed. I feel cleansed. So the other nine on their way to the priest, yeah, they felt refreshed and cleansed over one thing. But the one who said, God, I want to have an encounter. I just experienced something like I've never experienced before. And if you can do that for me, I want to turn, go back, and fall at your feet and have an encounter with you. And because he does that, Jesus looks at him and says, now you are whole. You are not cleansed just from one thing, but from everything. When you have an encounter with God, the wholeness of God comes with an encounter. An experience may get you Feeling good. It may set you free from one thing in your life, but an encounter will make you whole and set you free from everything in your life, and you'll desire to be at Jesus' feet. Lord, we praise you, Jesus. I have so many more, but I got to stop. So I pray this morning. I don't know which way to even go right now as far. This is. If you want to not just experience God anymore, like I said, my prayer all week is, Lord, I don't have to lay a hand on anybody because it's not me. God, is the encounter with you. So if you want to encounter him, if you've allowed something in your life to separate the encounter you had once before, and now you're just experiencing him. And you want to encounter him once more than whatever separated you? Lay it at his feet. Take it off. Let him have it and experience him again. If you need to encounter God for the first time in your life, what do you do? You say God, I believe in you and everything that is within me. And you come and you give your heart to God. And when you give that heart, your heart to God, he'll show up and encounter you. How does he encounter you? He changes you. Your mind don't think the same. You, you, don't, you don't act the same you do things different in, in your life so this morning I pray whatever if you just want a fresh encounter or if you need to lay some things down I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split it up because I don't want you don't have to, I, I say you don't have to come to the altar but I would sure love it if you came to the altar you can just raise your hand if you've allowed I'm not going I'm not, to I'm not even going to tell you to bow your head and close your eyes because if you're ready to get set free, it don't matter who sees you. You're ready. So if you've allowed things to separate you from the encounter you once had with God, and you've just been walking through some experiences and you say, God, I'm ready to lay, I'm ready to take my shoes off, whatever it has. If that's you, raise your hands this morning. Yes, 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 yes. My other one would be if you've never you've always just come to church and experienced God you've always just come and and left with a good feeling you've never really encountered God and you want to encounter Jesus Christ the the son that said it finished this morning and let that word be over your life if you want to encounter him and give your life fully back to him then raise your hand this morning amen 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 And my other, if you're just ready to encounter God like you've never had before, and you're willing to tarry, you're willing to wait, you're willing to pray, you're willing to forgive, you're willing to let all the things of the world go, to grow from one encounter to another encounter, because that's the way God is. He don't stop with one, He keeps, and you keep encountering Him as long as you're willing to lay things down in your life and to pursue after Him. Now, if that's you and you want to pursue and keep encountering God in your life, let me see your hands. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. So this is what I'm asked for the first ones. I need to lay some things down and encounter God again. If you would come to kind of to this side if you want to move. Like I said, I ain't got to lay my hands on you. But what you do need to do if you stay in your pew is be real. Be real with God. That's what you've got to do. He knows when you're lying. So just be real with him. And if you Want to give your life and heaven to Jesus and let start encountering Him in your life every day? You've never experienced Him and you want Him to be Lord and Savior of your life? I ask you to come over on this side right here. And the rest of y'all, I just ask you to intercede for heaven because you know what it's like to encounter God. You know what you need to do. You need to start praying, you need to pursue. Do whatever you need to do. Take your shoes off. I don't care. Don't let nothing hold you back from what God wants to do. And in this time of this revival, there will be prodigals come home in this revival. They will be healings. But they're coming to encounter God and not have an experience. So we need to be a church. That right now is encountering God, and when they come, they don't encounter experience, but they have no choice but to see God face to face and encounter Him in their life because He's here. Because He's here. So right now, Philip, I want you to play some. I'm gonna pray over over everybody, and then I'll pray with Sister Heather. And if you want to come at any point for whatever and just worship, that's that's totally on you. God, for the people, God, that need to lay things down right now, you've seen their hands. Lord, I pray, God, right now, God, they start, God, that they start naming, God, what it is that they've let in their life, God, to hinder and come against you and the encounter, God, you want to have in their lives. God, that they lay things down, God. That they lay their bitterness, their self, God, worth, God, self-condemnation, all that, God, anger, God, jealousy, fear, they lay all that down in the name of Jesus right now. God, that you come and encounter them face to face, God. God, and after, God, you're cleansing them right now, Father. In the name of Jesus, those people who who raised their hands, you're cleansing them right now, Father, because they've called out to you, God. They've, They've cried out to you and you've turned, Lord, and you're telling them now, now will you fall at my and really worship me now will you give everything so I can make you whole again in the name of Jesus so if that was you right now in the name of Jesus start crying out start crying out let God know God I'm at your feet thank you Jesus for setting me free thank you Jesus for getting this off of my chest and I will be at your feet worshiping you in the name of Jesus now the people who raised their hand that said God I just need you in my life God for the first time to encounter you Lord. God, I pray, God, right now, Jesus, God, that, that they that God say the sinner's prayer. And it is simply this, Father. God, and if you raise your hand, I want you to pray this prayer with me. But you've got to believe it. It can't be lip service for an experience. So you can encounter. You got to believe what you say. So right now, only say it if you believe it, or it's just gonna be an experience. Lord, so right now, Lord, I believe in you. Say it with me. I want to hear all my other ones just join in. I believe in you. Jesus, you came from heaven. You was born of a virgin, conceived by the Holy Ghost. You went to a cross, and you cried out the words, "It's finished." To be my Redeemer, you went to a tomb, and then you arose with all power and authority. And God, now I believe in you. I believe in your son, Jesus. I ask that same Jesus, that same power that rose him from the dead to come and live inside of me. I accept you as my Savior, as my Redeemer, as my Restorer. God, and I encounter you face to face. God, to set me free, God, from all sin in my life, And I choose to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you said that, you have every right to enter into his throne room. As we go into worship, you have the right to enter in and have another encounter with you. Because it just keeps happening. That's the thing. It just keeps happening. It keeps happening. The throne room doors are open wide. The the, the, the veil is torn. It keeps happening. Don't let your encounter turn into an experience.